about how you got into music and where it all began? I grew up in a household that was very, you know, music was always present. We had music playing all the time. I'd come home and there'd be Grateful Dead, The Beatles, Nora Jones, something on the speakers. Um, my dad played music um, in bands and my mum has written songs throughout her life. So it's kind of like, it's always there. There's an infamous story that my, my parents tell that um, my dad was playing a gig and I just wandered up onto the stage and started sort of grabbed the mic and was like, I'm yeah. three years old and I was like, right, I'm the star of this show. And yeah, I guess the natural progression was just, I had an interest, I, I took lessons in drums and bass and piano and no, nothing really stuck because I find it quite hard to learn from someone I found. So I ended up teaching myself guitar and then when I sort of got into that a bit more, I started writing songs and yeah. then um, took some vocal lessons and kind of spiralled from there. Music is such a big part of, well, it can be such a big part of childhood in New Zealand. Mm. I'm not I'm not saying that all families have this, but we have all these amazing programmes like Rock Quest and Play It Strange and stuff. But it just seems for some people it's like osmosis. You just pick it up. Yeah, I think that's totally right. We, we're surrounded by it. In one way or another, I feel in New Zealand that you're exposed to music and, and you know, whether that's people, you know, at my school we did karaoke week or talent quest, that mm. sort of thing. So you're always seeing people doing things. and We have that culture of that sort of the great Kiwi sing-along, you know, mm. like at parties or in the backyard. Or... Rugby games, you know. You've yeah, got yeah. Classics on. People would just pull out the guitar and sing. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I think that's such a cool part of growing up in New Zealand. You did release some music as more of a singer-songwriter. I did, yeah. So in Dunedin, where I'm from and grew up, I um, I picked up the guitar and, and obviously that was kind of my first instrument and tool for writing songs. And probably the f I, I bought a, a loop pedal when I left, when I finished school and, and ended up just sort of experimenting with what I wanted music to sound like and what I liked and um, ended up writing, you know, probably probably about 15 songs in a space of a year that were like, you know, probably some of them were trash and others of them I thought were great. Um, and ended up doing a, yeah, a little EP with um, Tim Greenslade, who's a producer down in Dunedin, who's fantastic and a great fosterer of, um, of new talent and has some great ideas. Um, so yeah, did an EP with him and, and yeah, very acoustic songs, very kind of stripped back. Didn't have much structure. Like when I think about how I write now, it's an, you know it's entirely different. It was very much just right. the creative process that I knew inside my brain coming out rather yeah. than yeah. the creative process I know now, which is more structured. So yeah, it was a lot of freedom. So at what point did you say, okay, well, I can continue doing this or I can move to Auckland and meet some other songwriters mm. and producers. Tim had always, pushed, has always been like, you should, like, Auckland's your next natural step. And I sort of had them at the back, back of my head. And I was in a relationship in Dunedin and then that sort of turned sour. And I ended up moving two weeks later to escape the... Right. The <laughs> impending doom feelings that yeah. I was feeling. It's always quite good, eh, when you've got something that... At the time, it doesn't feel that way, but if you're like, okay, got to get out. Yeah, <laughs> it was just push. a really good push. And my mum, she actually said to me, she's like, look, I think this is the perfect time for you to, to jump over to Auckland and go and start mm. doing what you love. Mm. Which was fantastic, because I was terrified. Like, I was, I was sort of first relationship, first love, and mm. was, like, sitting in my room, just feeling like life doesn't continue after mm. this. Um... Yeah, so it was just this really good push from two really important people in yeah. that stage, just yeah. to like be like, go and do it. Yeah. In terms of music coming to Auckland, is that daunting as well? Because it, on the scheme of things, New Zealand is a very small country, right? And obviously in Auckland, it's a very small music community. But I do imagine when you are, as you say, living in Dunedin and young, mm. Auckland does seem like a massive 
a scary place. Yeah, and it gets a bad rap as well. I think yeah, yeah, um, right. Auckland is seen <laughs> as kind of a yeah. terrible place, but it's fantastic. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like it was a part of the hesitation I had was like I'm just going to get lost in a crowd here. My good friend Kieran, he worked with Greg Haver, who then I sort of I visited here and I did some songwriting with some people around and I met up with Greg and and just sort of showed him some songs and you know just just as a good connection and um and when I moved he Greg was there was a song hubs that was currently on and and Mitch James got sick coincidentally and <laughs> and he asked me to fill in for a day so I met pretty much the entirety of the pop industry um in one fell swoop which was fantastic wow. that's incredible and it just shows you how kind of important those song hubs are and how and, and what the likes of APRA actually does for young emerging yeah. artists it's huge it's really huge like I think you know co-writing especially has been something that hasn't had a light shone on it um, yeah. until recently like now mm. there's a really big push for co-writing and yeah. and like even myself like I when I started playing music it was very much in my bedroom very isolated I didn't want anybody else's opinion I'd play it and I didn't really want anyone else to say if it was good or bad because mm. I was like it is what it is mm. so now it's just that I don't I barely write songs by myself now I find that co-writing is just that yeah that beautiful space to really create something yeah you know like there's songs in the US that have people 30 people have yeah. written them it's ridiculous yeah. like imagine packing everyone to a room yeah that would uh, be the news on the music industry that's it, right you really and you're always working on new songs because yes. obviously that's what you do but you you have got a song in the bag I've heard the demo and I, I think it's a, a pretty special song and very in line with I guess who you are as an artist in the sense that it says it's very personal to you it's a, very emotive yeah so it was um, a song that I'd written um, at Song Hubs um and I specifically asked to work with um, a writer called Maisie Ollinger. She's from um, LA, and, and I talked to her briefly um, in the opening mingle evening of the Song Hubs event, and really like connected with her and thought she was really great. So I sort of I seeked her out, and um, I was also in the room with Jason um, and then Evan Sinton, so Marla. So it was just this really awesome feeling room. I walked in, and I was like, wow, um, and you know. I, we sat down and we were talking about about sessions and just sort of getting to know each other and and then Evan starts playing the piano and he plays these beautiful chords and and I'm sitting there going wow okay that really brings something up for me and it was like just feeling okay with myself and and like I said to Maisie I was like look I I really like to write a song about um, you know, like I've had this idea that I that I can't be gay and be in the music industry and that be a cohesive thing. I would miss out on things, or people would think this of me, or I wouldn't be perceived the way I want to be perceived. Um, so, sharing that, and, and Maisie and I started sort of going with some lyrics and melodies, and then Evan was playing chords, and Jace was starting on a beat, and we're all like really buzzing in this room, and the creativity was really wild because we're all in the same buzz, and you know. Maisie and I had written sort of the verse and then sung it through and you know I, I burst into tears because it's the right it just it just totally felt right and mm. um, yeah it was just this really special session because I really yeah. got to get out what yeah. something had been really eating me alive and I had been working on the last few months being like that's ridiculous and it's easy to think that it's silly but you're alone with your thoughts you can you can argue with yourself kind of thing you know I think that's what makes your music stand out is that there's real emotion and feeling in it. And I think pop music's incredibly hard to write, I think, mm. to do it well. You know, you've got to be really... It's got to be clever. It's not as simple as a lot of people might assume. And no. I think that the best pop music, obviously, is the music that really moves you and really connects with 
you know, your audience. And, and you do that so well, whether it's with lyrics or using your voice vocally. Mm. I think those are obviously, you know, your two major strengths. But yeah. that's the magic, right? It could be like this, the smallest of thing that you just, a nuance on a, on a, a yeah. vocal note that you just do something slightly different that you might mm. not you're not necessarily thinking about but that that could make all the difference that's that right one line that's so true like <laughs> man you i know so many songs where i hear a line and i'm, I'm waiting for that one section just to hear that way someone's yeah. saying it or like their voice breaks the perfect moment just happen to you're just like absolutely wow. those are the things that i always remember in songs yeah and they're usually like the imperfections as well yeah which i think are really key because I think we also get into this um, really silly sort of mindset and mentality that you can only, you're only a good singer if you sing a certain way, you know, um, and it's kind of that standard. Obviously, the likes of Celine Dion mm. can really sing, you know, yeah. and there's no arguing with that. But a lot of people can really sing. They just yeah. sing very differently. It's how you use your voice, and I think some people just use their voice so beautifully, and mm. it's those moments of imperfection that stand out more than when you hit those real big high notes. That's or, a, you know. Yeah, that's the vulnerableness. So you want to hear yeah. someone, especially if you're singing a song that's like, that's about struggle or hardship or pain and feelings. Like, mm. you don't want to hear someone sing it perfectly. You want to hear the raw emotion. You want to connect to that person because no one's, nobody's at the peak of their game when they're feeling like crap. Like, you're not, yeah. you're not, yeah. it's, it's not authentic. It doesn't feel authentic. Yeah, so I think, you know, um, obviously the song's still a wee way away from mm. being finished and whatnot but it is a it is a really I, I think it's a great song and I think there's obviously I can really hear that it it means something to you and I think that whole authenticity is absolutely key to what mm. you do because that's who you are right how do you feel about putting it out there I can't wait for it to come out because I've I've come to a point where I don't I don't I don't want to feel like I need to hide myself or be a certain way or feel a certain way or appeal to a certain grouping of people um, with my music. Like, I, I don't... It's not about that. I, I think the people that are going to resonate with her are going to resonate and they're going to enjoy it, and that's fantastic. I think that the song needs to come out and the, the, the backstory, I think, will be helpful for people. I know, you know, I've met countless people that have had similar stories, whether it's, you know, like, being queer, being... Um, reliant on a substance to get them through or like just really coming to terms with who they are and, and what they're doing to cope with a certain thing it's so important we share these things as people like I've got a platform I I have a platform to be able to talk about things that I've been through and mm. and connect with people that have been through something similar you've had the privilege of being able to work with obviously some of New Zealand's best mm. there's a couple of producers that obviously you've worked with a lot mm. tell me about those guys um give them a shout out where does the magic come from when you work with these guys yeah so i've um i've had the total pleasure and i've been so fortunate to work with um josh fountain and jason shushkoff um so two of new zealand's most epic producers in my opinion um and just really awesome dudes um so we've sort of been a writing trio we'll we'll get in the studio and write songs and have done that for the past couple of years um and and they've really fostered and, and really tried to you know, heard me, heard what I'm going through, heard um, what I want things to sound like, and it's been this really beautiful collaboration. Um, so yeah, we've, we've just been writing and and putting out songs, and that's kind of been the the main gist. I'll do a few sessions with other people, but I, I mean, like, I really love I love these. Yeah. Two. Have you thought about working with producers offshore? Yeah, absolutely. Like I um I'm looking at spending a lot more time in the US. Um, I I love. 
I love the writing style in the US. I did a few sessions there when I was um, when I was over that way. And just the, the kind of pace is really refreshing because I feel like as New Zealanders we're really laid back and we're chill and you know in LA the songwriting sessions you're like cool we've written half a song let's go on to the next half and you're like you've got a six hour session and you've written like ten songs you're like whoa what's going on mm. um, something in the water um, probably not healthy <laughs> um, <laughs> wonder what's in the water yeah. I love that offshore view I oh, think it's and, and in a city like LA which is like obviously everything was geared to the movies and now everything's mm. geared to just the creative industries and music and entertainment and that's everyone in LA is there to do those things so they're all there to just like get stuck in there's no it's kind of still laid back but it's very different to the New Zealand laid back isn't it yeah 100% we've um I think we should take a wee leaf out of that book Uh, I think it's one of the most sort of creative environments you could find yourself in I mean Mm. I know LA's you know it's not everyone's cup of tea a lot of people Mm. now go to Nashville was great space in yeah. New York's always been incredibly um, you know fostered some great sort of talent probably a little bit more grungier and darker yeah. than the LA vibe yeah. but um, I just think you're right I think the states really I, I think if you're a young artist and you go there and you immerse yourself there for some time you'd probably come out with a very kind of what well, could be a bit of a steep learning curve but yeah you'd certainly come out of the other end of it for the better yeah especially doing sessions where you're not necessarily writing for you like doing a session for other people and trying to get to the the kind of nuts and bolts of what they're feeling the the pace is such an interesting thing to kind of get used to because when I first walked into that session the first session I had in the US and I was just like well where am I like what's going (laughs) on this is insane um uh, yeah it was something quite addictive after that though I felt like oh I really want more of that and the level of professionalism to be good in that space you have to really stand out so Mm. inevitably you're going to meet people that are very, very, very talented at what they yeah. do. It's like Auckland on steroids. It's like yeah, yeah. Or like Australia on steroids, that sort of thing. You're, you're, you've jumped into a very, very large pond as, a, yeah. as a tiny, tiny fish. So it's no wonder that New Zealanders and Australians inevitably find themselves making music in LA. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a hard thing because I think obviously a country like New Zealand is an amazing place to make music and yeah. look, look at the talent that's coming out of New Zealand right now. And you know, you've got so many different artists of all different genres making statements throughout the mm. world. Uh, but they have to go outside of New Zealand to that's make it. those statements. We, as New Zealand, have this really epic chance to become like a... kind of take a leaf out of Sweden's book and be like a really bustling industry that people come to rather than leave mm. um, and I think you know New Zealand Air and, and APRA and all those guys are working at that and I think I, I really hope we get there because yeah. we do have something really special here I think you know the way the producers think and the way that we work and, and the kind of songs that we're writing I think that uh, Jacinda Ardern recognises that yeah. she'd be the first Prime Minister ever yeah. that I think absolutely totally gets that and sees yeah. New Zealand music as Potentially is one of our most precious exports. Yeah, I, I think mean, so too. Eh? She's she's yeah. really killing it. I've never even heard of, I'd never heard of a prime minister talk about creative industries prior to Jacinda. Like mm. maybe I haven't been listening. <laughs> but well, I mean Helen Clark was obviously yeah, true, a big supporter of the the arts, but mm. there wasn't. There's never been a supporter of music in the same way that no. Jacinda, and Jacinda is. And I think the really interesting thing is that she's actually spot on because. There is there is so much money to be made if you were just thinking of it from an, an economic perspective, mm. and I think you're right. I think it could be this 
creative little space or hub like Sweden mm. because there is there is so much happening it's just that um, it's tiny Mm. Uh, be nice if people travel to New Zealand to yeah. do more of that than the New Zealanders have to travel That's it. to other places. So obviously the US definitely on the cards though for you. Yep, definitely. Um, I've always found myself at home in the US. I'm really fortunate to have a passport and I can kind of duck in and duck Yay. out. Which... Gosh. <laughs> Those artists that are filling in, what are they? What are the, the trying to get their oh, visas? The and... O one. Yeah, like and you. Oh. You're like flashing your US passport. That's I know. amazing. Yeah, it's been really awesome. Um, well, you got to use that. Oh, 100%. I feel like I'd, I'd be, it'd be a waste if I didn't. So let's just kind of get over there yeah. as quickly as possible. I'm not here, so why am I waiting? Still, I drunk with your friends. Pick you up at four in the morning. Those nights I try to forget. Tell me why you want to keep singing. Do you want us to win? You're not sober, don't try to pretend. Won't keep us up, now you're leaving again Won't keep begging for you just to stay I had enough of the words that he said I had to start hitting the brakes